Welcome to Intermission, a show about anything and everything band related, proving that band is fun. My name's Kim Shuttlesworth. And I'm Riaz Muhammad. In today's episode, we'll discuss all things student leadership. Hey. Hi, everyone. Happy day. Do you have a good day today? Oh, today was definitely a much better day than yesterday was. Yesterday, I felt like I was a little angry at the world. May or may not have taken it out on the children, but it was deserved if it was. It's okay. I I took you for ice cream. Yeah. (laughs) If, If you don't know what I'm talking about, Thursday hit me really hard, and I just was not having it, and... It, it felt like I needed to cry. Emotionally, I was totally <laughs> fine, but like, it was just—it was just sad. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's fine. I read the room today with our kids, and they were um, tired and exhausted. So we had—we have a C day here, so we um, did 45 minutes of Pines of Rome mm-hmm. and the Wild Goose, and then I said, I—I I talked to them about why I love music. Uh, thing nice. I read today, yeah, and told them that I loved them and I was here for them because I know a lot of them got some college decisions last night, mm-hmm. all these different things. And I could just, I said, do you guys just want to go outside? It's a nice day today. And they looked at me and like, really? I was like, yeah. So we went out into the front of the school. It was beautiful. Wind was blowing. Gorgeous day outside. And I watched them be like little kids, like playing in the dirt. And <laughs> We're not ready to do that yet. And frisbees. But <laughs> and as they're coming in. Uh, they're like, thanks for that. Like, I really needed a break today. I said, absolutely. That's good. Um, let's talk about some... Okay, so today we're going to talk about leadership stuff. But before that, can we talk about the new toys we have? Oh, we just literally, maybe 20 minutes ago, mm-hmm. unboxed two new Yamaha Harmony directors. I'm so excited for them. And who is it? Is this possible by? This is by our uh, PTSO. At, yes. at the school, I uh, wrote a little grant. I, I tend to do that these days <laughs> and just said, hey, this would be really good for us because of just the advancement of the Harmony Director, I would say. Oh, yes. Um, has come such a long time, uh, has come so far uh, since the last purchase that we made. So um, that was great. And we're on new equipment. That's true. Yeah, we got a new little uh, Zoom soundboard here, slowly upgrading across the last like 30 days. <laughs> Yeah, just trying to, like, be able to do what we do. Yeah. But my favorite thing about it is the sound effects. What's our favorite sound effect? This is our favorite sound effect. Is everyone? It might be really... Let me turn it down a little bit. It might be Kay. really loud. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> and that, that was me yesterday. That was you. This was you. And this is me today. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> That's me today. It was a good day. Okay. We listen. Pines Rome was smoking today. I don't know. Could you get anything done in your room? At one point, no. I was so upset. It's like because we were. I think we were trying to isolate some of the things in the fantasies. And I said, "Hey, clarinets, can I just hear you?" And I could not hear the clarinet. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Are you? <laughs> no. no. Okay. No, I'm not. But I had a good time with it. Yeah. So anyhow, um, okay. This is actually an episode that our students wanted our us to Our kids requested, about. yeah. So we'll talk a little bit about student leadership today. And the importance of it. Yes. So um, Riaz and I both have been a part of leadership organizations mm-hmm. during our time. And um, 
have done our own kind of versions of things. And so now True. as we put it together, working together, I think we've kind of built something or we're working in building yeah. kind of a good mesh between the two things that we've done. I, of course, have done um, leadership seminars across the country for different organizations, uh, Music for All's DMI. I've done some leadership concepts there with those, and you've worked in summer worked, symposium. The, yeah, Music for All thing with Fran with Fran Kick. Mm-hmm. Um, so lots of different ways of doing things. Uh, no way is the right, the exact right way. I think that we create a toolbox of yep. uh, multiple things that we learn from people over time. I can tell you one of the most influential people in my life is Dr. Tim. You know, I think he um, really. And he's been leading the way for years. But then also the fact that, you know, Frank Hick, you can see him one day and he'll send you a card saying that he's glad he oh, got to see you. Just yeah. just having. Talk about a great human being. Right. Just Creating great humans is what we really want to yes, focus end. in about. Yeah. So let's talk about our process a little bit. Um, we don't do this yet because Capel's way too busy, but I'd like <laughs> to start moving to uh, what we used to do a long time ago, which was clinics. Yep. Now, what's funny about this is that we used to, I, I wrote this, um, it was an eight-page proposal f- to Bruce because I was there for one year and I saw how the leadership process was, how there wasn't a process. And one time, Lord love him, he picked a kid that didn't apply for leadership. On purpose? No, he didn't realize he didn't do the he didn't yeah. apply. <laughs> That's why. So I asked. he made him a section leader without even kids that you know that had put time and energy into it. So he had to come in, and so I said, "Listen, we've got to have a better process of knowing who they are, what they want to accomplish, and how do we help them in those goal setting situations." So I wrote this, like we need to have seminars, and they have to come to you know four or six of them. Yep. And those <laughs> seminars are centered around uh, concepts of leadership whether it's communication, whether it's the teaching portion of it, um, how to deal with adversity. Teamwork building. Teamwork building, all those types of things. So I'd like to start moving into that direction in some capacity, even if it's just one or two as we move forward because we're getting ready to set that process up. Um, And then we have an application. Not it's not that lengthy. I know a couple places that just Mm -hmm. really dig into it. And it, it I, I mean, for me, it doesn't really need to be that deep. Sure. And then we have student recommendation forms yep. and teacher recommendation forms. Peer evaluations. Yeah, those are the great. That's probably that's my great. favorite part about the application process because, I mean, essentially behind a closed door and anyone's going to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and then we do interviews <coughs> with every single kid. Yes. And I think I'm going to have to rethink that this year. because yeah, I had a lot a, of time. I had 160 myself. Maybe 180. Yeah. It was a lot to go to go through so there might have to be phases we also have a lot of children so i know we do and i and i love them dearly for the time that we get to spend together because they get to learn a lot about them but um it just seems like it's a lot sometimes and then obviously sometimes we have auditions like how do they teach we want to know that about them so that's kind of what our process is anything addition about our process um no i think i think that really covers a lot of it i mean other than like we're paying attention Mm-hmm. constantly and right. usually we when especially since we host so many things here it's an all hands on deck kind of thing so you know we're always paying attention to who puts in the work versus who just kind of just dilly dallies around and doesn't really show up or participate in things things like that so some people have 
leadership auditions in the spring semester as well. Yeah. We don't, but do you think we should? I mean, not really, because I tend to build my concert band leadership around my principal players, and that that's something that I started doing since Zoom became a thing, because mm-hmm. we had to do the whole breakout room nonsense and just... You had to be really trusting in in your principal player. (laughs) Hey, can you get this done? And to a certain extent, like I still do that now. I make sure that those kids are, you know, taking care of things that need to be taken care of within their sections or even running sectionals. Trumpets go out into ensemble A. I need you to rehearse this section. So and so you're in charge. Okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Okay. So you're using your top player, your section leader. Yeah. You're basically turned up section leader, essentially. Uh, Essentially, yeah. But. What if that player doesn't know those oh, skill sets? Well, I usually make them into little teams, and I don't really say that to them. Mm-hmm. I usually say, hey, can you two go take care of X, Y, Z for me? Okay. Do you think that there should be a moment that someone can say, I'd like to be a leader in the concert band setting? I, I mean, it, yes. If they wanted that opportunity, I think... That should be could be something that we should look into. Yeah, I think it's something for us to consider, especially because of how large we are. Yes. And um, that portion of it. But I really want the current leadership of the year to realize that it's not just for three months. That is the, uh, you know, after doing this, this is what, year seven teaching high school? 17. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that is something that I, it, I just have a hard time making stick. Mm-hmm. Kids seem to understand that leadership is a thing that I only need to do from July to December. Mm-hmm. And then I'm done. That's not the way it works. <laughs> if you're listening, oh. that's not the no, way it works. No, I know they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so what do we look for? This is the big hot topic that I think is... So that everyone... Because I think we're looking for the same thing everybody else is looking for, but maybe let's just break it down. And to what we, the kind of the conversations that we have about the students as we're choosing where they, um, where they belong in terms of leadership. Uh, For me, it's all about the servanthood thing. Servant leadership is, you know, the, the pillar for me. Um, Are you going to put in the work? Are you going to make sure that things are taken care of? They need that need to be taken care of. Who's the first person to arrive to rehearsal to help everybody out? Who's the last person to leave? Like Things like that. So I <clears throat> play a game that no one knows that I'm playing except for me. Now they're about to. Now they're about to know. And now they're going to freak out every yeah. single time. But um, I started doing this years and years ago. But I, I will purposely leave trash out. Oh, oh yes. I, I do that all the time. Or leave stands out. And I will watch and count how many how, people walk by how many people walk by the trash it. and don't touch it yeah and then i will notate who does pick it up and puts it away even if it didn't belong to them like they're like oh there's trash on the ground i'm gonna pick it up i feel it like it's me mm-hmm. the answer is me <laughs> you pick it up <laughs> i wouldn't doubt it the amount of trash i've had to pick up after fruit break Mm-hmm. every year and then the, our kids have a have are privileged enough to eat lunch right outside the band hall in the hallway mm-hmm. and the amount of times I just walk by and there's just food all over the floor or sometimes if we're doing our meals we like to pile the boxes higher than the trash can is right 
when like that. when we ask them to put away the chairs in the stands, mm-hmm. I sit down and I watch who doesn't do it. Oh, you mean like at the end of class today yeah. when I say stack the furniture and sure. all of the trumpet chairs and stands are still out and all of the yeah. trombone chairs and stands are still out? I do pay attention to Yep, that. I noticed it. You know, so that that's things that I don't think that they really, <coughs> you know, I've always been taught every day is an audition on, on kind of things, but becoming, I don't want to know what you can do right in front of me. I want to know how. What you do when I'm not paying attention. Exactly. But I'm always paying attention. You just don't know it. Right, yeah. exactly. And I think that's in life, too. You know, people notice that. So that's something um, we do. Uh, Dr. Tim talks about it a lot in some of his books, like Inspiring Music Teaching. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how you've got to have leaders that are centered around serving others before themselves. And I think um, reading that book was great for me because it does like the eight characteristics of a, of a great student leader and how to choose them. And it helps, it helps band directors. And um, so I, would, I encourage you guys to get that book, the music, music advocacy book that he wrote. He wrote has student leadership in there, which is really, really great. Um, good human. We want them to be good humans. Oh, I think that's equally as important. And it mm-hmm. works, works in tandem. Like, how, how do you treat people? And obviously, you know, when we think about student leadership, how, how does that affect your power, your, like your sphere of influence? What kind of influence do you have mm-hmm. if you treat people poorly versus, you know, treating people the way that they should be treated? Right. And I, I will be the first to admit that sometimes we choose wrong. Oh, ab- yes. Absolutely. On that good human part. Yeah. Um, I've, I've seen a few in my career that I'm like, oh, I should have known better. You know, but um, so working on themselves, making sure that they're doing for others and they're kind. I mean, we're in a world where there's pure judgment daily. You scroll through judgment every single day on social media. Magazine covers. Yeah, you can't you can't get away from it. So to have a human just be nice to you for just being you is the greatest gift, I think, on that kind of thing. All right. Next. I think what what when when kids are applying for leadership or thinking about leadership positions, they tend to put blinders on and think about the I, me, my, what am mm-hmm. I not doing? What can I do better? And they don't necessarily think about how what how we perceive it as a giant puzzle trying to piece everything mm-hmm. together. And I say that because most of the time it comes down to what kind of personalities match. Right. Are we going to put somebody who's super type A, uptight, super organized with somebody who's more like laid back, doesn't really engage as much? And that's not typically how it works. Yes, you may be a great leader, but do you match the personality of the team? Or it, I think <clears throat> the best put in one person said, you know, we have to get everyone on the bus. We have to get the right people on the bus. On the bus. But then we have to put them in the right seat on the bus. Yeah. And I think that's probably the hardest part. Um, because that goes into like personality and how they're responsible and all these great things. So um, I do this North, South, East, West game. It's one of my favorite things. The compass game where we have the students uh, figure out if their personality is a North, which is like they don't really think about what's happening and they just do. It's more of a do, yeah. It's a doer. Very headstrong. Right. And then a South is someone that won't make a decision without checking with everybody. They think about everyone else's feelings before they'll make a decision. And then you've got a West person 
that is the who, what, when, where, why. They're the sticky note people. They really break Poke it down. Holes, find theories. Right. Yeah. And then they, you have the East guys, which are the visionaries. Big they, picture. Big picture people. They can get you there. You know, They may not have every answer, but they at least know the direction that you need to go. And so finding that out about the students is really important as we build the teams, you know. Do we have people that are going to make sure that they're listening to what their peers need versus do we have people that we know that we're in a crunch time that they're just going to do it, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And then we can give tasks to people that are going to be really organized, you know? Uh, So I think that's important about uh, in terms of the personality responsibility, but also that goes into the relationship building is that they have to know how each person works. Yes. And, and respect that they don't, we don't always think the same. You and I don't always think no. the same, you know, and, but there's a mutual amount of respect for our love of what we do and our love for kids that we find those two, you know, in our differences, we find a way to make a commonality that's going to make it better for kids. And I mean, it goes back to the puzzle thing. Like there are, there are things that I know that I'm really good at that you may not be your strong suit. Right. Like, putting furniture together <laughs> i know that that is my task <laughs> you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna put a chair together for you i'm not gonna sit in it <laughs> yeah it'll probably fall apart yeah um like <clears throat> so we're trying to balance out who is strong at xyz versus who you know can complete different tasks and how do those two people fit or how does this team fit together that you kind know of thing. i think one thing that I get chuckled about with you is that you're you are so you have a lot of detail in your thought but sometimes you choose the hardest path I mean that's fair but like it's all a learning experience isn't it when I just come in and just go why don't you just do this I hate when you do that I just it just happens yeah but I think that's a good part about us is that sometimes when you get frustrated I just jump in and go I mean it's a learning thing too you've been doing this twice as long as me I hope so. Really? You, yeah. Well, the yeah. whole age thing again. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. But with kids, I think it's the same thing. It's like finding those those personalities that while you think at the beginning, you look at them and go, will it work? No, it's going to work because they yeah. they, they balance each traits. other out. Or right. these two argue too much or their personalities are way too similar mm-hmm. to pair them together for something. Yeah. That whole, that whole thing. We look at the team, the whole team, and who thinks about the team. You kind of talked about it, about the I, me. I, me, my. The we, us is way more important than the I, me, my. Yep. We, us, together. My favorite two games to play to learn oh, about. games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My two favorite games to play to learn about leadership is the brick game mm-hmm. and the marble game. Is that the marble gutter thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. The gutter ball. Yeah, yeah. So the brick game is where, you know, you have like hot lava and you've got a team of maybe 10 kids and you have 10 bricks and you have to get everyone from one side to the other side without leaving a brick unattended mm-hmm. and without touching the lava. The floor. Is the floor, essentially. Floor is lava. Kids cheat. I mean, adults do too. <laughs> That's true. But the whole point is it, it teaches them about frustration, teaches them about patience, but the but the best thing is you can't leave anybody behind. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of the game. You can't leave anyone behind. And then equating that to a band program, you know, you're going to have freshmen that come in that have no idea. 
They have no idea. Or new people that move in. And if we just keep doing our day in and day out and don't bring them up to speed or find something on their level, you know, they're never going to feel like they're wanted or that they belong. And I think that that's something, that's a good one. The marble game is good too because that, it teaches people about like patience of uh, speed. You know, how the marble needs to start slow to go fast because if it goes too fast, the marble's going to fall on the ground. And you're going to have to start all over. But the uniqueness about all of that is that you see who are the like outward leaders versus who turns into the followers, who turns into the thinkers. Usually the headstrong people just want to go first and go right at it. And that's usually not the way that it yeah. works. A lot and of they times. overpower the people yep. that probably know the answer. Mm-hmm. So while we're doing those games, like when we first got to Capel, we did the we brick did the game. Brick game. And, and watching, listen, watching them try to do this brick game the first time around, it was a struggle to watch because as the adult, you want to be like, oh, this, no, this, they kept this cheating. Is how you do it. Yes. And we're like, no, that's, that's not, not how, how you do it. And then I thought they were going to hate us because we weren't. It was literally the first thing we did together. Yes. They like yeah. met us and we said, let's do this brick game. And then I, I thought about it like this may not have been the best idea <laughs> because they may be like. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was like, what did I do? Yeah, why did, did I come I here? Into? Right. No, you're doing the game. You're like, yeah. oh, they're gonna really think that we're just jerks. For well, from a new person perspective, it was interesting too to just watch how they learn because mm-hmm. we that leadership team we inherited. Mm-hmm. So as soon as day one hit, it was immediately trying to figure out, you know, how do these kids work? How do they function? Who can I go to if I need to do this task versus mm-hmm. this task? Yeah, there's a so lot that, that goes into the oh, equation yeah, yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. Which brings us to the next thing. How do they respond to feedback? That's another thing we look for. You know, some people don't do it well, and some people you don't know if they're actually listening to you. And, I mean, not to say I'm an emotionless person, but... Yes, you usually are. I know, but the, the whole, when students have, like, a breakdown, mm-hmm. I've watched other educators just... I, I This portion I had to learn by watching. Just, like, take a breath, calm down. Mm-hmm. it's going to be fine versus the kid who's like, well, I don't. And there's the first problem. I, you're thinking about yourself. Right. I don't know how to do X, Y, Z. Well, how about you just ask a question? What can I do to blank? Right. No, I think that's good. But when a kid is in an emotional state, there's something bigger there. Exactly. Yeah. And you just got to let them work through it. Phase by phase. I did not do that the best when I was younger. Mm. I used to be like, we just got to get over it, you know? Well, yeah. I Tough love. Yeah, yep. Not yep. so much anymore just because I realized I probably wasn't the best way to mm. do that. I learned the hard way on that one. Um, how do you speak to your friends and peers when you don't think we're listening? Oh, there are so many times I walk out into the hall mm-hmm. and I hear kids just cussing up a storm and all I have to go is, all I have to say is, hey. And they're like, oh, I didn't know you were paying attention. Mm-hmm. Guys, I went to school for my ears. Like, I hear <laughs> everything. <laughs> What do we normally tell them? <laughs> this is our job. Yeah. And they don't believe me. But mm-hmm. yeah, I can hear you when you're shouting in the hallway. Or when they're walking by my office. Oh, it's not. This door is not soundproof. It is not. We can hear all the things. <laughs> yeah. We can hear all the things. But I think it's important how they te- teach, uh, sorry, treat, treat their, friends. their friends. Yeah. Um, because that lets me know that if they're going to treat their friends like that, are they going to ignore? Or are they mm-hmm. going to embrace? Um, new students into the equation so that's really big on how they how they speak 
Well, it, I think that also can attach to, you know, what don't you, what do you do when we're not paying attention? Yeah, that's the next thing. Yeah. Like, if you're not in our sight line, how are you behaving? And you, th- you, you think you can try to hide from us, mm-hmm. but sometimes children your friends are your worst enemies because you know and i've talked about this a lot to them your friends will be the first ones to rat you out they totally will yeah even if it's not on school grounds or guess what oh perfect example i had one of my trumpet players show me a video of this kid driving his tesla over a mailbox at the car wash at the car wash yeah Yeah. your friends will rat you out in a heartbeat it's true (laughs) and i'm not saying you're under a microscope 24 7 but, you know, the things that you do reflect the way that people perceive you, which in turn, it reflects the way I perceive you, you know, when I'm sitting down trying to figure out how do I put this team together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they have to do the teacher <coughs> recommendations, that's always a, oh, that's a good one. That's a telltale sign because you got to be careful who you pick. Oh, yeah. I've I have bombed people on some recommendations because Same. they just I, I don't know. They just sometimes they just weren't great at their jobs yeah yep. that's unfortunate um the leadership is year-round thing we kind of already hit on this yeah. a little bit but how people you know i understand that marching band in high school is like sometimes the end all be all. the end all be all i get it i respect it but i don't choose the people that i would like to choose or you choose mm-hmm. or we choose or whatever for it to just be for four or five months yes I want them to help set the example for the year, for the next generation. You know, it's the next generation of leaders. Well, it comes back to people are always paying attention. Mm-hmm. Right. Are you late to your sectional? Are you coming to your sectional? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also, you know, going back to the whole people perceive what they see. Right. You don't know who's paying attention to you. And you, sometimes we're not as uh, what, learning from children. They're not always cognizant of like their sphere of influence Mm -hmm. people are paying attention to them so like for example a senior who has maybe a freshman in their section they don't know that that freshman is always watching what that that what they're doing so when they're you know goofing around in rehearsal uh, a younger underclassman is going to understand that oh this is the norm here this is the thing that we do Mm -hmm. when it's really not the way to do things yeah i think you know i what i always tell the leadership and even the senior class, I always start the year with your person of influence. Yep. Now you decide if that's positive or negative. Because just by choice of being older, people will look to follow you and watch and see if you are doing the right things or not. And I, I think about that a lot as being the youngest sibling. Interesting. I watched a lot when I was a kid. See, I'm the oldest, so See, I had to do. I was the doer. Right now, think about that for a minute. Mm-hmm. That and my brother just got away with a lot. Because why do y'all always say that? Why do our older siblings always say that? I did not get away with a lot as a younger kid. It's, it's just a thing. My brother thinks I did. I, I felt like I was held to a different standard, and my brother was just like, eh, "It's fine. He's young." No, <laughs> that's not the way that works. I had to do X, Y, Z. He should do it, too. (laughs) Well, I I think there's something to that as they're growing up. You know, they're watching you whether you want to or not. Because you could ask a, you know, a freshman anywhere and go, who do you look up to? Yeah. And more than likely, it's going to be a kid, another student. 
I mean, I, as an adult who's responsible and in charge of kids, I have to be aware, you know, of the things that I say mm-hmm. on this podcast, the things that I mm-hmm. post to social media, because children like to stalk me and, and print out photos of my face and put them everywhere. And like weird little things like that. I just always have to be aware. It's so horrible being popular, mm-hmm. isn't it? Oh Mr. my Mo. God. I want to be popular. <laughs> But um, I don't even know the rest of the words. You're saying I'm Glenda? Is she the good one? Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember because I was so tired during that musical. I need to go back and watch it. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I have to be aware of the things that I do and what I put out there because I am technically a person of influence, just right. like you're technically a person of influence. And all these kids here do do weird things and silly things and expect us to do it. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. We are goofy, though. That's, that is true. I think it's really important that they see that we are not superhumans yes. all the time. Yeah, yeah. That, and I just don't want to be a superhuman. I'm good. Right? Yeah. Okay. Last thing you kind of put on here on this part of, like, what do we look for? <laughs> what is that? That's, please hold. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Hold on. So... I've worked here for two years now, and when I first got here, they're like, there's no alarm in your office. It doesn't work. It hasn't worked since the rebuild. They lied. They lied. <laughs> like a month ago, I walk in, and it's just beeping. Oh, I had to turn it off this morning. Again? Yeah, I had to hit reset. So. I mean, the, a alarms, day in the, life, folks. the alarms here work. Everything is secured. I mean, obviously it works. It keeps going off. Yeah. So. Um, I don't even know where we are, but I'll, I'll ask you the question and we can get into this. So since you've been doing this longer than me, how has the role of leadership changed over your time teaching? You know, I, I used to think that leadership in band meant that they had to be the best musicians or that you could only choose the best musicians, hence why my boss picked someone that didn't even apply for leadership, but they were the best saxophone player. Mm. You know, he didn't even look to see who had applied. He just assigned all the first chairs to the leadership thing. And um, I said, I watched it and I thought, okay. Then I had a really great kid that wasn't the greatest at his horn. I'm a, and I'm talking about him because he knows I love him. Jordan Sanchez. Mm. He was a baritone player, trombone player, but March baritone in the band. And... I'm talking second to none in leadership, but also played basketball, also did this, also, you know, did all of these different things. And he was never going to make the win ensemble. He just didn't have that musical talent. But he had every ounce of leadership that you hope that a kid would have in terms of influencing students to do positive things and to reach for goals and stuff like that. Um, So, I would say that's what's changed in me is that meeting him, and I still talk to him to this day, mm-hmm. you know, meeting him and realizing that in our in our role, yes, it is about music. You do want them to be talented to a certain extent, but it doesn't have to be the end-all, be-all of if they should hold a position or not. Um, so finding goods amount a good amount of leadership means that maybe they are in the third band sometimes. You know, maybe they aren't your f- principal play- players all the time. Yeah. And accepting that, that that's not, because that not, it may not be their goal. Their goal is to influence people. And 
you know, if they work hard, you know, I might have a different opinion if they didn't work hard. Yeah. I think so I'd say that's changed a lot for me. I think some of the things that students don't realize is that just because you you have a section leader title doesn't mean you're the only leader. Mm-hmm. You know, it comes back to the power of influence thing and, you know, what you're doing while people aren't watching you. Um, but for me, <clears throat> I haven't been doing this very long, but I think it enca- it's encapsulated by what Steve Davis said to your kids at one point. Nobody learns anything with their mouth open. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, that's something that I've always done as an individual. You know, I don't in new social situations, I tend to pay attention more mm-hmm. with my eyes and ears versus like going out and saying things and talking about things because I just don't know what this new group of people are like. Sure. So just raising my level of awareness. And that's something I talk to the kids about all the time. Hey, we're like, we're trying to get the entire marching band across the street. Raise your level of awareness. Let's cross together and do this. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's important, you know. Of, But what also has changed to me is that Sorry, I just went on a different tangent for a second. <laughs> it's fine. What also has changed for me is that um, I think that students just want to give us the right answer. I don't care about the right answer. I don't either. Like, I don't. I just want them to be honest. Yeah. So if you're listening, we just want honesty. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and I think that's the biggest thing about it because I, there, there won't be judgment with honesty. There's judgment when we find out you've been... Dishonest. dishonest that's that's almost worse yes that's yeah i would agree that's probably the best piece of advice for kids right is to just own ownership mm-hmm. we didn't talk about that at the top but that's a huge thing because if you do all of those things then you do have ownership of who you are as a human and what you want to be in the organization but also this is something that i didn't talk about that i probably should have is sometimes People don't get picked for leadership that have potential to be great leaders. Yep. And it's really hard for them to understand that sometimes we need great followers to show other people how to follow. Yeah. And that's something uh, when I was at Bowie, we kind of started doing. Um, I would purposely pick a younger student to Mm -hmm. shadow somebody and because I know that that student has potential to grow into the role Mm -hmm. yes they applied for it and no I didn't give it to them but they have the potential so you know they should learn by doing or learn by watching to grow into that I have the hardest time when it's seniors that really just don't get it and I'm like it's because I just needed you to show other people how to be a really great senior not every senior should be in a leadership position you know and I firmly believe that because if we did that then we wouldn't you know they, they, they wouldn't know where to follow at times. And so having really great, this is just going to be a really great senior, you know, and finding a great spot for them I think is super key. Okay. I think, well, wrapping this up, we talked a lot of about things for, you know, students specifically, but as far as the adults go, mm-hmm. you know, some pieces of best advice I think would be trust your gut and trust your kids. They'll, they'll do more mm-hmm. for you by you know just being being able to have that ownership mm-hmm. um, versus you know you just ov- watching and standing over them constantly yeah and I would tell them give them a chance yeah. I think it's really important that sometimes we have stereotypes of of what we think is really happening and if we just take a step back and allow the student to grow a little bit we may find out that they can offer something that we never even knew existed for them Um, that's really important but also whatever your process is stick to it Mm -hmm. 
and and be transparent about it. You know, if you're going to pick by a certain time, you, you, you need to let them know what it is that you're looking for. And they'll they'll show you if it's them or not in their own way. Oh, yeah. Through through application or through evaluation. Mm-hmm. I think you'll figure out the right people. Um, and then some couple of books that I really like to read about um, leadership in general. Some of my favorites are, obviously, I talked about the Dr. Tim book. Um, Leaders Eat Last is a great book. Um, you put what? I put Creativity, Inc. I love that book. Oh, it was so good. That's something that you and I both read uh, over a pandemic when mm-hmm. we started to do this little book club. And it's not while it's not outright a leadership book, it shows you the process of Disney and uh, Pixar, uh, Pixar. upstart of Pixar and the right. merging with Disney and how, you know, they go about um, their leadership style and the things that they do within that company. I thought it was it's super cool. It applies to what we do oh, in yeah. general. And then I really so when I first took over at Bowie, mm-hmm. my principal Steve Kane said, I, "I'm gonna I want you to read this book. It's really short. It was called The One Minute Manager." And it was basically, it's a wonderful book to show you how to allow people to become their best selves while you help guide them. And the hardest thing that I had to learn when I first started, and I'm still learning, I struggle with this on a daily basis. Here's some transparency and vulnerability for you. My way doesn't always have to be the right way. Mm -hmm. And I struggle with that because sometimes I could just do it myself if I wanted to. But that doesn't help anyone else learn how to do something. And, like, for instance, it says, like, if I want you to organize this, I can say, hey, can you organize this? And then I don't give you any parameters, and so you do it the way you want. I can't really come back and say, hey, you did this all wrong. Mm -hmm. But if I want it done a different way, a better way of doing it is like, hey, I appreciate that you did this this way this time. This next time, could you add or could you subtract? And so learning how to manage or learning how people work. Yes. And allowing them to feel like themselves and they have part ownership in what it is that you're doing. I think that's really, really yeah. important. So that book, One Minute Manager, I think was the best thing that I could have seen right then. And I still read it to this day. Like I try to start it again, trying to figure out like, okay, what do I still struggle with? What do I really need to get better at? And things like that. Yeah. So we hope this has been helpful. Yeah. And if, if you're one of our students, feel free to come ask us what you think about or what – ask us our opinions about things or if you want to know more information about, you know, what we're looking for is in terms of leadership. All right. We hope everyone's doing well. Have a great yeah. week. If you're, still, if you're getting ready for UIL. Good luck. If you've already done, congratulations. Lucky you. <laughs> exactly. Everyone go to Six Flags. Yeah. Do all your stuff and uh, – Go have a nice dinner. Exactly. We'll talk to you on the other side. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.